and welcome to the Gentleman Medium Paranormal Podcast. Lillian Bailey was a famous trance medium. In 1953, at her home in Wembley, Middlesex, a stranger telephoned Lillian to say that he wished to hold a sit-in at a Kensington address. Could she be present at a certain time and date? It was a condition of the appointment that the medium should not be told who the participants would be. Arriving at the address, Lillian was blindfolded and taken to another house where she was led to a chair and went into a trance. She gave evidence through her spirit guide, William Wooten, a former captain in the Grenadier Guards who had been killed during the First World War. When Lillian emerged from trance, her blindfold was removed and she was amazed to see that the other people in the room were the Queen Mother, the Queen, Prince Philip, the Duchess of Kent and her daughter, Princess Alexander. Several years ago, a gentleman got in touch with me through an article in the Psychic News in the Daily Mail. I will call him Mr Douglas. He had many hours of real-to-real tape recordings of his father having private sit-ins with Lillian Bailey, the famous trance medium, and transcripts of these private sit-ins. We arranged to meet up over a coffee, and he told me of his family's acquaintance with Lillian over the years and her guide Bill Wooten and father Hathead. We stayed in touch, and Mr Douglas very kindly gave me permission to publish the private recordings of Lillian for all to hear an outstanding trance medium. These recordings are copyright to Mr Douglas. Lillian never sat in a cabinet or a darkened room, and her clients visited her at her house where she simply sat down went into trance and her spirit guide Bill Wooten spoke through her in an unmistakable man's voice, which was so different from her own, which was quite refined. Mr Douglas spent many hours transferring these precious recordings to disc and I spent similar hours transferring him to MP3 recordings for all to hear an outstanding trance medium. It offers a fascinating glimpse into the next worlds, spirit guides, God and much more, so sit back and enjoy. The first in this series is called Lillian Bailey Trance Sitting with Red Wing, her spirit guide, and William Henry Grace at the first sitting. I will do more over a period of time. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Bill. You are Bill. I am Bill Gooding, and I am delighted to meet you. Yes, it is a great pleasure to be here. Bless you. I only wish I had the power to show you this scene. Yes. For no words of mine can adequately express to you the beauty of this spiritual fellowship that is yours. All about you 
There is a light that never was on this earth. And I know that through the grace of God, you are being led into service for his family. And now let us ask a blessing, please, on this, our communion. We come before the eternal source of all love and all life. We love thee. We would ask thy blessing on this, our communion. And to thee and thee alone do we give all homage and praise eternally. Amen. Sir, I want to speak of your own family first, if you don't mind. Your mother is in spirit, isn't she? Yes, Bill. And you're like her. She's a beautiful soul. And who, too, on your father's side of the family, was Mary Gooning? They uh, called Polly. Do you know? No, no, I don't know, no. Your father's in spirit, too. Yes. He comes here. Was he in the church? No. It seems as if he's surrounded by things of the spirit that, in some way, he keeps saying it is true. He has many regrets, as if he had in some way not seen the light as it is now. Do you see? Yes. Do you understand yes, that? Yes, I do understand. And uh, he has his hands on your shoulders. I see his face working with the intensity of his emotion. As he presses on you and he keeps saying, it is true, it is true. Do you see? Yes. It is a moment of the revelation somehow of a man's soul. For I think that he would have been a reserved man when on earth, and probably would have had nothing at all to do with such as this, for instance, yes. and would have been repelled by the idea. And now it is as if he's pushing you forward. He's a good man with many regrets. Your mother, as she kneels down here, she has her arms about you. She's sort of, in an emotional way, rocking you back and forth like this. And it seems to me as if all her soul is going out and wrapping you round in a kind of cocoon of light that is the love of her soul. Do you understand this, Angel? Yes, and who was Elizabeth Gooding to? I don't know. No. You don't know these. No. Was there an Emily and Alice? I'm not going, no. No, no, but is there somebody, Emily and... I know, I know an Alice, an Alice Sainwell, when she was here on earth. Well, she it is, because they've written the name Alice up here, and as you said that, so it seems to come round you quickly. Yes. Do you see? Yes. Was there a family of that name, Sand, Sandwell, Sand, yes. in contact yes. with your mother? Uh, yes. Was, uh, yes, was it your mother's family? No. Because it seems as if there are a number of them, and Emily is one of them. Somebody Florence, too. A whole host. Yes. It's about 80 or more people, yes. mother, father's side, do you see? Yes, I see. Your mother's mother is here. 
And uh, I'm in terrible emotion here, and emotion's the one thing that cuts through what we can do. But you don't realize that. You know that human emotion is not hysteria or crying, it's a deep river of feeling that comes like a living force. As if they would say with he who had said it so long ago, we have life and we have it abundantly. Yes. And we would come back to give it to you, to uphold you, to uplift you. Because your mother, as she cups your face in her hands, is full of pride and love in you. You have a son. Yes. She loves your son. Uh, is he at the present moment going in for some kind or anticipating some kind of examination or test of some sort? Not really, but he has in mind the, what we call the GCE, Leaving School Examination. Oh, has he? And uh, I feel that he's been a slow starter, but is going to be a very rapid finisher. Do you understand what I mean? I'm very pleased to hear that, Bill. For it seems as if you've been troubled. Your mother loves your son. Yes. Naturally. Yes. Have you a brother in spirit too? No, no. Uh, was there a miscarriage somewhere? Yes. Is it your mother, your wife's or...? Uh, my wife. Uh, we have a son in spirit. I thought so. Yes. John, his name is. That's it. He's here. Yes. And I don't think he had earthly life. Do you understand? No. Uh, but he is tremendously interested, uh, naturally, in his brother on earth. Yes, of course. And this boy on earth has seemed to lack a power of concentration somehow in studies. Do you understand Quite that? Right, yes. Which at times has bothered you. Yes. Because he seems to have an apathy uh, about these things. Uh, you know, I wouldn't worry about it at all, sir. Yeah. Uh, yes, all right. Uh, John is telling me that uh, your, his mother, John's mother, your wife, is coming here soon. Yes. Oh. Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, she is there. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't quite understand him. He wants his brother brought with his mother. Do you understand that? Well, his brother is coming next week and we are hoping to make an appointment through Lillian and we are waiting for the answer to that. We were all coming separately, if that can be arranged. Oh, I see. Well, perhaps that's what he's telling me. Yes. I don't know because my yes. medium's daughter, perhaps you will ask the medium later. Yes as you go, and she can put down some date or other, I don't know. You see, will you do that? Yes, I certainly will do. Uh, but there is tremendous interest in the boy, in your son. Yes. And, uh, it's, is he clever with his hands? Yes, he is, yes. Uh, to me, it seems as if he has an inventive turn of mind later. Mm. I don't think you get this boy uh, stuck on an office desk and uh, uh, s sort of uh, that I think his hand and brain coordinate in something much more um, positive. Do you yes. understand? Yes, ma'am. Uh, 
is not a good examination passer. No. And uh, there are times when you've been very worried about him. Yes, I did, sir. And you still are to some extent. It's up to him, you know. Uh, has he seemed to be delicate in his younger days? Not really, Bill, no. You see, I don't see anything wrong with him. No. Except that he's probably um, wrapped about by an awful lot of love, do you see? Yes. Slightly spoiled. Do you mind me saying that? No, no, not at all. So difficult. Uh, don't worry about it. I've got no. to pass on to some guides. Yes. But is there anything you want to ask me about what I have said or something? Just one thing, Bill. I had an impression that he'd been to this world before, hadn't learnt what he should have learnt, and has been sent back, and his spirit was protesting against that. Would that be right or wrong? Oh, I think absolutely right. Of course, you're not a, a, a young soul yourself. No. You have come for a specific purpose, you see. Yes. That is why often uh, people suffer uh, on earth. You would ask, well, has my medium not had treatment? Of course he's had treatment, but the body, the physical body, is something that bears the marks of, in nearly 40 years, of work, of the many earthly conditions through which it's had to pass. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Yes. Uh, it matters not so much, really, later, about the body. It shall not die, but you to press on through it. Now, you know this, you have had life here before. Yes. And you have not been sent back because you didn't learn your but you really came back for this boy's sake. Do you understand? Yes. Whom you have also had as a son before. I want to leave it at that. Yes, thank you, ma'am. But it is a rebellion that's in his soul that put the sort of chip on his shoulder. Do you understand? Yes, yes. I've, I've thought that way all the way long since he's been born. Uh, he's been awkward, yes. difficult, and he doesn't realize that he's difficult, bless his heart. No, no. But the soul of him is, uh, well, it hasn't found itself through the ego or through the physical body that has been given to him. Do you see? Yes. That's all right, he will. He'll find his niche. And the power of the Spirit will help him. Now, he's interested in a way in us. But on the other side, he isn't. Do you understand? Yes, yes, yes. Don't force him. No, I shan't. If he doesn't want to be interested, if he doesn't want to do anything, don't force it. Yeah. For it must be in a normal, natural. One of God's greatest gifts to man, whether he be embodied or disembodied. And that word disembodied annoys me. Because in the next dimension of living, we're more solidly body than even you are. Do you see? Yes. The word disembodied makes one think of a ghostly apparition flying about in diaphanous garb. Such is not the case. We are as solidly real. 
in our own dimension of life. And you are the diaphanous, unreal, and the dead. Yeah. Do you see? It's hard to accept, but I do, do accept it's it. It's true. Yes. Yes. And people have often to die before, or else begin to see us as you will, and realize how solidly real our lives are. Yes. For you are limited by five senses and a brain, which is but the instrument of a mind, a soul, that has greater potentiality than your earthly body could ever give it. It's limited by a body. Once out of the body, and you find you have a greater horizon of thought, you have a greater means of transporting yourself, and you have that wonderful capacity for understanding all men's tongues in a way that at the moment you couldn't possibly do. Now, I do want to speak. Is there anything else you want to ask me about that? Not really, Bill. There's only one question I'd ask of you or my guides, and that is, they know that um, my health is not what it should be. I want to overcome that, if I can, so that I can be stronger in body, that I will then be a better instrument to do the work of our Lord Jesus. I know exactly how you mean, but uh, often the power of uh, a spirit slightly enfeebles a body. Do you understand? No, well, I accept Occupational that. hazard, if you yes, like. Yes, yes. Uh, now, uh, we have an old doctor who wants to have a word with you about that, but I'm going to say that gradually this physical health will become stronger, the body be renewed, if you like. Yes. You see, my medium's body is radiantly healthy. Yes. Uh, but the tricky little glands, which uh, accumulate so much secretions in the body, through the tenseness of her life, has thrown that out of gear. But uh, it, it is not an organic trouble. No. Neither really is yours. Do you understand that? Yes, yes. Just one more question, Bill, before you go. Can I help Lillian or her husband in any way? You mean with your healing power? With healing or with money? Well, you see, we must not interfere in those things. No. Well, let's leave it at healing then. Well, no, the healing, no. no. I see. No, I, I say that very I, hum humbly. I know you do, yes. but I tell you why I say so. Every possible thing is being done here, but let me explain to you. I was shot through this left eye. Yes. I was killed instantly. Now, for 38 years more, I have worked here with this meeting. Through the tenseness of the situation that is about her, the worry of material living, which is her greatest anxiety, the breadwinner, uh, the gland, the thyroid gland has gone out of gear. The, the pituitary gland has become abnormal through that wastage in the thyroid. 
and presses down on the optic nerve. Through my condition, that optic nerve was never very strong after many years of using. You see? Yes. And it's forced the muscles down. Now, the muscles are like little cotton, silk, and they have become withered. And no amount of spirit power, which we have had, and still have, even from the highest of all, even from that great Christphere, can or seem to be able to, I suppose could be possible, any miracle. There's no limit to what can be accomplished, but perhaps it isn't deemed right in the will of God, I don't know, can make those muscles live again. Therefore, I say to you in great gratitude, from the point of healing, everything is being done, but we would ask your thoughts yes. in this direction. Yes, I will. If you will. Your thoughts uh, can help us always. And you have a great healing capacity. I want to speak of those guides for a moment before I go. As for money, I can say nothing about that. That is entirely Yes, I understand. Uh, money we have nothing to do with. We have to leave that, uh, if you don't mind, and I'm very grateful for your help and your love and your thoughts. Now, I would like to speak of your guides. Yeah. Do you know anything about them? Is St. Helia one of my guides? There are so many. Now, Red Wing. That powerful Indian man is your doorkeeper, you see. You know that, do you? Well, I know his... I, I feel he is uh, my guide and he's the one who perhaps would control me. Yes, he and he holds that aura of yours within himself. Filters the whole. Nothing can pass him to attach itself to that auric emanation that is yours without his considered opinion about its rightness and its reality. Do you understand? Yes. So you can go without No, him. he has given his angels charge concerning you. Do you remember the 91st Psalm? And they shall bear you up lest your foot should touch against a stone. And this beloved Indian man is coming to speak with you. I will be very pleased to hear him. Because it is through his offices that the others can use you. Yes. He is and never was a warrior. He was always a medicine man for his tribe. And they had great spiritual understanding. They had great psychic ability. And he is a great man and a great soul. And that is Red Wing. That is Red, Red Wing. Yes. And so he is coming to you to speak with you.
It's to you, my beloved. Oh, great white spirit, this is moment of great joy to me. To have speech to mortal lips with this, my beloved, purpose of the spirit. You will never know how I have longed for this moment. Yes, I have longed for it too. This woman, great instrument for me. You are a woman very good, very good. You, you know? Lona? Lona, yes. Yes. Fatima here too. Fatima's here, is she? But this better for me, you see. Yes, yes. Do not fear about the body of you. Yeah. We shall strengthen the jewel. Thank you, Edwin. I love you. Thank you. I love the two score. My score? Yes. And the purpose? Yes. Onto the wing. The red wing. Red wing. Through the grace of the great white spirit, we shall pursue that pathway that shall bring light to many. We shall through that power alone, not living, to that power, give walk to those who have it not, give hearing to those who see it not, sometimes even sad. Mm. But not all who say, Lord, Lord. No, no. You know. I find it very difficult, Red Wing. I feel that I'm totally blind and totally deaf. Without wisdom, I want to talk to you and St. Helia and others, and I never know when you're there. I call to you sometimes. Yeah, always, dear. And I say, are you there? And I don't know. I know that you must have other work to do. Forgive me for my weaknesses, Reggie. We all weakness. Only one is good. Mm. The great also. The great. That is what the Master Jesus say. Call me not good. He still says. He's still walking the world he walk with us. He would still say, call me not good. He abhorred the pageantry in his name. Only that 
creative source that's in We sit with you. The day will come when you will hear my voice. You will see my face. Yes, I hope that is soon, very soon. In while, yes. Please to sit. Yes, thank you, Red Wing. Thank you very much. I cannot hold this power, but you will come again. Yes. Thank you, my friend. No, the great white spirit only received the thanks of you and I. again for a moment. I hope the little dog isn't bothering you. I no. think the power sometimes disturbs her. Your guide, whom you call St. Helior, is here. He says he would like you to read the 10th chapter of St. Matthew. And particularly would he like you to read the 16th verse. I'm sorry I cannot quote it because at the moment, I do not know it. Will you read it through? Yes. That, yes, I see. He says, and he's here in wonderful majesty, uh, that you have been called into service. And others were called into service by Jesus, and it is in that particular chapter of St. Matthew, he would uh, remind you. Yes, thank you. He is a spirit of great majesty. Now, the doctor wants to come and have a word with you. You also have two doctors that come to you from the spirit side of life. There's remarkable healing power here. Uh, but I will let the doctor speak of them. His name is Tom Adamson. I hope you will understand him. He is a very dear friend of mine. God bless you, sir. If I'm unable to return to you, God bless you. God bless you, Bill. And it's been a great pleasure meeting you and speaking to you. I shall speak to you again. And one of these days, this tremendous power will open up those eyes and the ears of yours. I wouldn't concentrate unduly if I were you. Uh, are you able to sit with your wife? Are you in a circle? You are, are I'm you? I'm in Harold Sharp's circle. I thought so. I know Harold Sharp awfully well. He's such a good soul. Fine soul. Father John, uh, too, is with him. Does he, do you know that? No, I only know of Brother Peter. Yes, and there's a man here who seems to be a monk, he was. Yes. Wonderful soul. And he comes here as if he would safeguard you, you know, uh, because of the circle power. So I'm not allowed to take it 
but that circle has great promise. Great promise. The little lady Fatima uh, would wish to send her love and greetings to Lorna. Will you do that, please? Yes. Will you say to Fatima that I want to thank her so very much indeed for the interest she took in me. I know she went to St. Helier and Red Wing, and I do wish to thank her for all she's done. No, she doesn't want you to. She says, bless you, she loves you. And she will always be glad, as we all are. You see, service is such a joyous thing. Yes. And once we get that contact and love and the bed is easy to cross, what joy it gives. I often think it's a selfish thing, this service. Because we derive so much out of it, so much benefit mm. of joy and so. So she's happy to serve you, sir. And she sends her love to you. Now, if ever we can help in any way, all of us, remember, we're here so to do. Thank you, Bill. Well, now, I'd like to shake your hand. Hello, Doctor. Aye, uh, Tom's my name. Tom. Aye. Uh, how do you do? Well, my health is not what it might be. No, I know um, that. I know that. Uh, and I find it rather annoying. Yes, yes, of course you do. And you wonder why. Yes. Don't wonder any more about it. Leave it. It is something that you have to work through and over, you see, yes. like this girl. Yes. Uh, there's many things she has to overcome, poor dear, and does it bravely. Otherwise, I don't think we could be here. Uh, this is your G, whatever you call that boy's examination of yours. Yes. This yes. is yours. Yes. You see me? Yes. Now, I see there's some difficulty in the bloodstream. You realise that, don't you? No, I didn't know, Tom. And we'll help you there. You know, we can. These are things we can help you very much in. Thank you. Uh, and it seems to me as if it has affected your glandular system. Uh, do you get some trouble here with digestive trouble sometimes? Yes, yes. Uh, all mediums do. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Uh, well, you will, in particular. Uh, because this is the center of the nervous system. And you're ultra-sensitive. You're ultra-sensitive. And it seems as if this sensitivity beats against the nerves, creates an inflammatory condition that brings about much flatulence. Do you see? Yes, yes. Well, tuck it in your stride. And I think your heart's all right. Thank you, Tom. It's sound. Yeah. Do you know that? Well, I've been told it's a sound, yes. Hey, it's a sound. It's a bell. Yes. And that's the thing that matters. Yeah. 
You see? Yeah. Now, that heart is good. Excellent condition. Uh, relatively speaking, the conditions about you are gradually dissolving themselves. Did you know that? Mm, I was wondering, uh, Tom, if I couldn't, by calling upon the power of God and the power of Christ within myself, not overcome my, shall we call them, disabilities. I've been trying to do that. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. You've suffered a lot from nervous exhaustion, you know. Yes. Did you know that? Uh, well, I didn't know what it was. Really and truly, what you've suffered from is sensitivity of a nervous system to a great extent. You see, may, may I interrupt? I do that. Uh, years ago, I started exercising because my health was very bad. Before what do you mean by your health? Very bad now. Tell me that. Well, I feel terribly, terribly tired and short-winded. When I stopped doing these exercises each night before I get into bed, when I get up in the, the next morning, I feel uh, uh, very tired, like a wet blanket, as if the strength has been taken away from me. This I haven't been able to understand, and so my good friend Redwing and St. Helier have intimated to me, well, you do these exercises, but I think I rebel against them, you know, Tom. Uh, well, you see, I would... Uh, they've told you that through another media, have they? Yes, yes. I, well, now then, I want to tell you what you're suffering from. I'm not going to argue that point. I'll tell you what I think, shall I? If you please. Uh, and I've helped a lot of people through the power of the Spirit. Uh, with the same thing. You've suffered for a long time from nervous exhaustion. You're a sensitive soul, you're an old soul. Come back here in a body to do a job. And this ultra-sensitivity of mediumship that is yours. Exhaust. You see, you take on everybody else's condition. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Yes, you have. Now, what you want is something stimulating uh, I'd put you on live yeast. The wheat germ, too. You see? Yes. Life. Uh, it isn't drugs. It isn't so much, in my estimation, exercises, if you don't mind me saying so. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I want to take into that body as quickly as I can something that will replenish that which you are so quickly and eagerly giving out. Do you see? Yes. Now, uh, if you could get some live yeast, uh, I think that they, we once put the medium on it, and she used to send to some brewery, and they sent it in a carton twice a week. Yes, Mrs. Salmon has it, Tom. I've put her yes, on it. Yes. For the same reason. And I want you to have some. Will All you right. do that? Yes, I will do that, Tom. Yes. Now, also, if you can go to a health shop. Yes. I want you to get some of the live wheat germ. Wheat germ. It's... Uh, 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 yes, I want you to eat all the things uh, that you can easily digest. Plenty of meat. Meat? 
meat. I thought that was wrong to eat the flesh of animals. You can please yourself. I know it's Harold Sharp's idea. But this is my belief that man through the centuries of civilization has come up through every phase of kingdom of life till the first stages of human consciousness. It is obviously God's law. Go to the jungles of life. You'll see even the little tick birds eating the insect and the vermin of the bigger animals. Yes. And without those tick birds, the bigger animals would die of terrible skin afflictions caused by the vermin they cannot get off themselves. Every phase of living that you can point out to me lives on another. Isn't that so? It is so, and that's the thing I haven't been able to understand. Can you alter God's laws by saying, no, I believe that somewhere you have in your uh, mi million years, perhaps, of coming up to consciousness, human consciousness, of passed through animal kingdom, vegetable kingdom, flower kingdom, every phase of living, fish in the sea. If you could see the embryo, embryo of a, a, a child before it's about two months in the womb and that of a fish or that of an animal it's almost a replica what happens in the pursuing month or two a human soul enters into that body it's gradually created into something that has human consciousness do you see? yes, yes now, then, you stop eating those things that make up life and you are not giving souls yet unborn a chance to pursue the policy of evolution. It must be awful confusing for some of us to say this thing and others to say that. But use your own common sense, man. This is not a theory. It's a reality. But God has created this thing. You have probably given fur to keep warm somebody. You even wear shoes on your feet, which is the skin of an animal. Yes, yes, I know, yes. You see? Mm. I think then if everybody stopped eating, say, meat or fish, or some goes fast to say they wouldn't have milk, well, you're going to dry up a source of evolution. What? Uh, you'd have animals going wild in the jungle, of course, and still pursuing God's laws. But you're not going to do anybody any good by that process, because it is part of the plan of living that was made millions of years ago. This is a schoolhouse. And gradually man's soul have evolved through various stages. I say you should eat meat. All right, Tom. I will eat meat. I shouldn't have much fat because you can't no. digest it. Yes, yes. I shouldn't have fatty things. I should have plenty of lean meat. Mm. Uh, uh, I'll argue this out with Harold Sharp if he likes. Bless his soul, I love and revere him. 
But uh, he knows my medium, and he used to argue on this point about taking rotting carcasses and so on. If he hadn't sometime given some of his carcasses through different stages to others, they would have come very hungry indeed. You see what my theory is, don't you? Uh, yes, yes, I, I do perfectly understand your theory, Tom, but... Um, it's not only Darwin's uh, uh, it, 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 I, I kind of revolted, it were, against the idea of killing. I know, but there's, you think a hundred years ago how things were killed, and I'm all against that inhumane way. But man is becoming more human about everything. Uh, you can't keep every animal alive, can you? And you know, there's some souls who are so, so, in my way, oversensitive about it that they keep animals to the last stage of decay. Mm. No, I don't think that man should do that. If an animal suffers, then he should be gently put to sleep. What happens if they are beloved animals through their association with man, so they stay well till those particular people come to our world? And there they are, full of joy and happiness. But as you pursue your life onward, you know that those domestic pets, they remain as long as you desire them to. But you realize that they have become almost human. And it's only right that they should go into that pool of life that ultimately gives them human consciousness. Do you see? Yes, I hadn't thought of it that way. Well, I haven't come here to give you a lesson, but you know, your guides are in absolute, um, uh, like that, with my ideas. In agreement with them. Yes, and your doctor feels uh, that there's a man here. Yes, all right. Uh, his name was Simon Humphreys. He's, he was a doctor. He was an English doctor, and it's about 130 years since he was out of the body. But he tells me he thinks that you should have more protein, uh, that you should have meat, and that uh, you should have uh, plenty of eggs, cheese, butter, milk. Do you see? Yes, yes. Mm. I think the same. Now you please yourself. You've got free will. Do you see? Yes. Well, I want to use it for one purpose. And that free will is part of your creator. You will know what you want to do, and you do it. But those are my theories, and I think that a man who's suffering from nervous exhaustion as you are needs to have as much protein as he can. Do you see? Yes, yes. I dislike, as you do, the cruelty that you see in all forms of life. 